Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what it is. Noon on a Friday, you know that means only one thing, man. You got to come into the electric factory with Moats and Euler. For the next two hours, man, we will be deep diving into this Titans Pittsburgh Steelers Week 7 matchup. Going to react to some of the information or some of the uh, different things going on around the league, man. Rescheduling and obviously some roster moves with the Pittsburgh Steelers as of today. And then you know on Friday we got to sing our songs, man. We got to here we go, man. Titans edition. Can't wait. It's going to be a blast. And we got to get the paper today. Got to get the paper. I mean, we with Friday be without a five-star Friday because that's what we do, baby. With two 5-0 and o teams of five-star Friday. It gets Friday. no better than Whole that. A whole lot of fives. A clash of the titans, if I dare say. Oh. <laughs> so, without, man, <laughs> so you know, man, it's going to be a blast today. Like I said, man, we got a jam-packed show. But we're very interactive, and we love your participation. We know this. So, we do? when it comes to score predictions, when it comes to just questions about what we're going to be talking about, we want your input. We want your feedback, and there's only one way to do that, and that is hitting the Twitter.com. And it's simple, man. For me, at TheBody52. TheBody. And at Wesley Eula. The Good Hair. And speaking of The Good Hair, what's good, my friend? Oh, you know... Just rocking and rolling on a Friday, cousin. I'm, oh, uh, yeah. I'm fired up. We got a we got a big one on Sunday. It's a uh, it's a full weekend of football. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, I, I don't think there is a uh, a juicier game than uh, than one o'clock at Nissan Stadium uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. And speaking of it being at one o'clock, I'm not gonna lie. I was very disappointed. Yeah, when the NFL, the NFL decided. Speak for yourself. I don't care what you got to say. I don't care about your situation. What would you say? <laughs> I don't care about your problems. In fact, I'm glad you had them. So, <laughs> but but and this is the only thing I mean. Well, when I say I'm disappointed, because we already talked about from a work standpoint, flexing the game sucks in a big time way. But to see the Seahawks and Cardinals game get flexed, I'm like, bro, come on, man. We got five and over. It's five and over here. Like, what we what we trying to do? But I realized too. They're on the Russell Wilson MVP train right mm, now. Kyler Murray, the next, so, the next hot so young So I said, I said I could totally see why y'all doing what you're doing from a storyline standpoint. But just to update, for those that don't know what we're referring to, um, the Raiders obviously were uh, doing some contact tra- contact tracing um, with their, their team. Um, Trent Brown was the one that was directly uh, related or directly involved with the person. They He doesn't have a positive test, though. But from there, they contact traced essentially the whole starting offensive line along with Jonathan Abram, their starting safety as well. And all of those guys have been uh, quarantining from the, uh, from the team. Um, They'll be gone until Saturday actually. So they still have the potential to play in the game, which would be nuts since they literally left. I think it was like two days ago. It might've been Wednesday, two or three days ago. Yeah. So they might not have even practiced or at best had one practice, but like I said, they'll be sitting out until Saturday at least, and then come out there Sunday for the game. So that was ultimately why the NFL decided to move the uh, Raiders bucks from primetime Sunday night football to Sunday at 4 o'clock, and then the Seahawks, they yep. flexed them from 4 to 8 because they basically said that they want to, number one, make sure that they have a game in place because what by rule, canceled? Right, because yeah. by rule through the NFL, you have to dress uh, at least eight 
offense alignment. And right now, as it stands for the uh, for the Raiders, they have, I think they said, eight on the roster, but five of them are dealing with the quarantine situation. So technically, they would only have three. So if they don't have enough people, or enough offense alignment <laughs> by rule to, to dress, then they technically won't be able to play in the game. They won't be able to have the game. So that's why the NFL right. decided to move it. So a lot of moving pieces, a lot of minutia as it pertains to those two matchups right there. So that's kind of what we were, like I said, alluding to in terms of why I thought, man, it would be kind of cool for us 5-0 teams to get a little better that and, that late-night action. And listen, Arthur Motes, you know this. If I was uh... – you know, if I was emperor of the world, uh-huh. if I was conductor and instructor mm-hmm. and president and, and all those things rolled Sunday into one. Sunday night football would start at 4 o'clock. <laughs> Eastern Standard Time. College football <laughs> would start at noon. And the NFL would start at 1 o'clock just like our founding yeah. fathers and the good Lord intended. Uh, no, I mean, you're right. You know that I am. Founding fathers. Wait a minute. Those are your fathers. They're not my fathers. <laughs> you, know, you know I'm Mr. Uh, I'm Mr. 1 o'clock kickoff. Mm-hmm. I am. But it, it would have been cool to see this game yeah. get flexed. It would have. It's it's only the, I think, sixth or seventh time mm. that you've had two teams 5-0 and or better face Correct. off in an NFL season. So this is rare. Um, I don't know, though. I, I, I wonder how much of it, too, is honestly just, you know this as well as I do, uh, CBS had the rights to that game, right? CBS has had some of their games, some of their big games mm-hmm. moved around already. Maybe they just kind of said, no, nah, we're, we're keeping this at 1 o'clock or we're not giving it to NBC. I mean, it's a possibility because um, I'm trying to think when they did the double Monday night games, the Bills mm-hmm. and Chiefs wasn't on well, it was ESPN. on CBS. Yeah, it was a CBS yeah, one. So, correct. Yeah, because that's why I was they, Didn't they have the Tuesday game they did, too? but they kept it on CBS. It was no, still yeah, on yeah, CBS, yeah. but yeah, it was supposed to be Sunday. It right, got moved right. to Tuesday. So that yeah. was my only thing with that. But yeah, I guess you're right because they wouldn't allow CBS to have an 8 o'clock and NBC to have an 8 o'clock. Right, we know that's not right. how they operate. It's either right. a 5 and 8, which is what we've been seeing of lately. So NBC that, yeah. owns that, that nighttime Correct. slot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's paid top dollar for it, straight it's, cash. It's a lot of moving parts with you know teams' games moving around and bye weeks swapping and things like that it's also a lot of moving parts when you have i mean what four major networks that are paying a lot of you got espn you got cbs you got fox yes. and you got nbc all unfathomable paying, amounts all of paying money. crazy <laughs> amounts of money uh to broadcast football on three different days sometimes four different days when we go to tuesday now wait, side note for you real quick i do like tuesday night football i'm throwing it out there okay i that's like where tuesday I was night football Aside from the three days that are already firmly NFL days, right? Uh-huh. I'm talking Monday, Thursday, and obviously Sunday. If mm-hmm. you could add an NFL game to one other day of the schedule. Give me Tuesday. Well, I think so, too. Tuesday was, man, just being able to watch the game. Now, cool. Obviously, I didn't like the outcome, but I was really excited to be able to come home There's and be like, babe, else on we watch TV Monday. We watch games Sunday night. We watch Monday night, and now, now we get Tuesday. Like, I'd rather have Monday, Tuesday. I'd rather have Monday, Tuesday than doubleheader on Monday. Doubleheader yes. on Monday. Yes. Like, I thought I'd watch, if, in the, and especially if I'm really watching that first game, like, I have an invested interest in it, like I did this past week. By the time I'm done watching that game, I don't want to sit it's, and watch the, the, the late, late one, the, the one that starts at 8, 830, and that was work. midnight. It's hard to work and then go home and yeah. watch football for, like, seven straight hours. No you question. Know I mean? Like, like if, I we, if it was an off on, day, right. it's I, different. You know I love to wake up on a Saturday yes. on a Sunday and watch football for 14 hours. It's the right. best. But when you're working on Monday, there's just something about a Monday, too. Right. Like, I just want to just kick back. Right. Like, I, just, I don't need to give my attention span right. for, like, seven hours to something Correct. after I already worked the day as well, too. Yeah, Absolutely. Tuesday that, that, for that's sure. That's a huge thing. If we could have Tuesday, because Wednesday is a buffer day. Wednesday is kind of like the, all right, 
I mean, you're there, but you don't really mean a lot. It's kind of like I don't know. The the it's kind of like the 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 uh, the chocolate on the s'more. I mean, we know the the marshmallow is <laughs> what it's all where about. You're going with this you got the marshmallow and the graham cracker. That's what it's all about. But the, the chocolate's like, all right, you're cool. I mean, you you we need you, but you're not as important. You don't stand Ooh, out. See, I don't know. I feel like the you know that nice that nice two chunks, two little blocks of Hershey's <laughs> chocolate is what ties the whole thing together. All right, well then it's that's like, how you feel about the marshmallow. It's, then. Like, it's like the rug that pulls the room. All together. right, so so then the marshmallows Wednesday night. Well, Either way, you can't go wrong. <laughs> oh, what's the graham cracker? Who cares about the graham cracker? No one wants the graham cracker anyways, all right? <laughs> That's the healthiest part of the whole thing. Yeah, no, Tuesday for me for sure. I know a lot of people would say Saturday, but you and I, I think, are too big of college football guys to yeah, have yeah. that happen. I, I don't want you to touch Saturday. Saturdays yeah. are pure, and it's kind of like Fridays to me. Fridays are pure high for school football. high school football. Like yeah. it doesn't. I don't even like when college has some of their Friday night games. I'm like... It's unnecessary, and a lot of times the matchups are bad, anyways. Mm-hmm. So that's my biggest thing. I'm like, don't, don't, don't tap on those days. Yeah. Those days are already solidified. They are good. We finally got Thursday night football up to snuff. Mm-hmm. NFL finally took heed to yeah, what everybody seriously. was, and they said, all right, we're going to improve our Thursday night matchups. How about that a finish bit. last night? Right, surprise. Like, like, okay, can we peel back the curtain here? Can I be honest? Go ahead, do it. When walk the, off too. When, when, when the Giants went up, you turned it off. Wifey, not turned it <laughs> off. <laughs> My wife, the Philadelphia Eagles fan, we woke up this morning. I looked at my phone and I said, "Oh, oh baby, the Eagles no. won last night." And she went, "No, she went, good one." Yeah, no, I don't, no, 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 I'm serious. No, like legit, <laughs> legit. Yeah, I mean, and Wentz actually looked good he too, did. man. He looked good. So maybe we're the bad luck in the Euler household. Yeah, yeah. can't be watching. Well, well, and I was do, gonna and say. I felt like, I mean, when you look at them and you look at the Texans, since they played us, man, yeah. they've been they they've been on the upswing now, man. They looking kind of good. Yeah. So that, that that I definitely saw, man. That, it was a crazy finish though. The walk off, how about throw to it was that Boston Scott, Boston Scott, dude. Yeah, yeah and it was on can, Jabril. Jabril Peppers is covering. Also, can we uh, can we just for a second can we talk about Daniel Jones, the trip. <laughs> Sniper got My him. man has not seen that much green grass Bro. in his life. I mean, he'd have to go to the middle of Pennsylvania to the find that, that much green crazy, grass. Though, he was moving. He was. He should have scored. Yeah, but then all moving. of a sudden. <laughs> I said, oh, no, what are you doing? But you could tell, man, when that head got to lean a little too far oh, forward, you wobbled. I said, oh, no. You can see it. It's He's happening. About to fall. Oh, it's no. happening. He's about to fall. <laughs> And, like, I know that feeling, too, when it's just, like, something's almost too good to be it's true. It's inevitable, man. He's probably the whole time, like, bracing for contact. Like, who's going to catch me? Like, who's going to hit oh me? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Oh. He could go all the, oh, no. <laughs> the ten, the monster, the invisible monster at the 10-yard right, man, the turf line. monster, man, the stadium sniper will get you every single time, man, undefeated. It no, is undefeated. It, I mean, it, it really was. Like, that was... As much as I was happy for him that they still scored there, a touchdown, you know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. Definitely had to score a touchdown. Oh, it would have been, like been brutal. It would have been brutal. Without a doubt, man. But that's one of those, like, imagine how many times that'll get played at the team I meetings it, this week. Oh, they, they're going to fry me. He's not going to hit the end of that for a while, and it's always going to be brought up, man. But something that is always brought up, man, is breaks. But when we come back, man, we're going to be talking a little bit, man, about Derrick Henry, man. Mm. And how are we going to stop him? Because we've seen, man, these – First couple of games, man, he has been a nightmare to handle. I mean, even when you date back to last year. So we're really going to deep dive into that when we get out of this break. So, Shuler Motes, on Steel Nation Radio.
This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Yes, sir. Steelers Blitz, we are back, baby. Motes and Euler on a Friday. Whew. And in the midst of that opening, man, in the midst of this beautiful song that you got playing right here, shout out to Queen. We had Steelers news, and I totally forgot to talk about it, man. So <laughs> let us know, Wes, man, the Steelers news that took place this morning, we man. We came in a little hot. You know? Ooh, on fire. <laughs> yeah, some uh, some some housekeeping, some if you will. Some moving and right? shaking. Some, some, uh, some shuffling of the deck. Ooh, I like what you did there. Uh, Steelers have released Dustin Colquitt, mm. um, the punter, who uh, has had a phenomenal career but obviously had had, had some struggles mm-hmm. uh, early in the season. That's something Mike Tomlin talked about Absolutely. on Tuesday. He said – uh, and I quote, I acknowledge that our punting is not up to snuff and that we have to get better in that area, and we are willing to do whatever is required in an effort to do so, end quote. Well, in an effort yeah. to do so, they've released Dustin Colquitt, and it looks like Corliss Waltman will punt against the Titans. They promoted him from the practice squad. Corliss Waltman. Don't ask me anything about him except for he sounds like an evil villain in the yeah. Sherlock Holmes series. <laughs> well, I will say this, too. Um, I, I know they had brought in Jordan Berry earlier in the week. Yes. Supposed to be working yep. them out and things like that. Um, I'd imagine he's on hold. He's on standby right yes, now. Yes, yes, because, I mean, let's be real. I know he's available. We know right. that. But obviously with co- uh, the COVID protocols as well, mm-hmm. we don't know how everything mm-hmm. plays out in that regard. But, yeah, I mean, when, when Coach Tomlin talks about guys not, you know, being varsity or not being above the line – he is not shy when it comes to going shopping, and we talked about that before. We've seen it at numerous positions, and I do like the fact that this does send a message. It lets the special teams units know that, hey, nobody is safe. Don't think just because we're 5-0 and and that you know we've been winning games that we're not trying to get better, that we're not constantly evaluating, sure. we're not constantly turning over our roster to find the best formula for success going forward. Yeah, any little advantage, any spot where we can get better. Absolutely. So I was definitely impressed with that, man. I thought that was good because we saw how that played out and ultimately helped out from a, a special teams return game standpoint with mm-hmm. what they were able to do with Ray Ray McLeod and obviously going with him and uh, going with Ray Ray McLeod over a guy like Ryan Switzer, who they ultimately released because of that element of this game. So, yeah, when you're seeing that continue to go on during the season, I definitely like that because I think that's a sign of a true team that's trying to compete for a championship, man. So I definitely definitely wanted to applaud them for that move right there. And we'll see how it plays out. Hopefully it works out for us, baby. Hopefully. Yeah, and I, now I we're going shopping again. It's, it's like it's, it's, you know, for for Corliss, it's, it's, a, it's a tryout You didn't want to Sunday. say that last name? No, Waitman is the easy. Oh, you didn't want to say the first name? Corliss is the more difficult. Corliss. It, is it is it Q U A R L E S? Uh Corliss. How do you spell C O R L I S S. Oh, you said C R. Okay, so I'm thinking about uh Corliss, uh the dude that played tight end for yes. Penn State, drafted by the Packers, 2010 draft class. Oh, don't worry about it, though. No. Corliss <laughs> Waitman. Sounds like uh like Sounds I said. like from Walsh. Ah, uh, you know, yes, we're, we're, from Walsh. we're track down Corliss Waitman. A little tea and crumpets. Dear Watson, don't worry, that's elementary. Uh, yeah, for him, you know, Jordan Berry, he, they brought him back yeah, I in. I like your accent, He's... dude. <laughs> You're really from across the pond, mate. Listen, you know, uh, don't get me started. Right. A big one for Manchester United tomorrow at noon against Chelsea. Hey, right. hey, 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 hey. no shiny objects. You, we're you staying focused, man. You we're staying focused. Uh, also, Mr. Mr. Waitman. Uh, not the only uh, newest member of the Steelers, although, again, he was on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. Um, Devin Bush to IR. The Steelers uh, signed linebacker Ray Wilborn to the practice squad. A 23-year-old. Wait for it. Wait for it. 
Where do you think he played his college football? What conference? I'll give you one guess. Ah, Big 12. The Mac. Oh, man. It was 50-50. That was 50-50. Arthur Motes. I should have known, man. You're a a Big 12 guy. They're Mac guys. You're right. You and I are both married, both very happily married. We've got lovely wives. Whoa, whoa, what you mean happily married? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to speak for you. But for everybody out there, for all the dudes, for all the ladies out there who are not... um, who are not married, mm-hmm. <laughs> get you somebody who looks at you the way that Steelers look at linebackers from the Mac. I, I mean, no I'm, question. I'm just saying. In love. Goo-goo <laughs> eyes. They gawk over any Mac linebacker. You deserve somebody who treats you the way Steelers That's home treat cooked linebackers dinners from and, the Mac. And, and feet rubs every night, man. <laughs> That's an unconditional love, baby. Wow. So uh, so there's your, your housekeeping uh, of, of the day man. of the week for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Absolutely. I appreciate that, that sports up by my main man, Wes. Oh, no problem. Tune in to Talk Sport next hour <laughs> where we discuss the Formula Uno race. Now, speaking of formulas, man, what is the formula to stop Derrick Henry? Oh, I see what you did Henry. there. Oh, I see Come what on, you man. Did this there. ain't my first rodeo. I mean, because let's be real. I mean, uh, what he's been able to accomplish thus far this season, he, he hasn't the missed NFL a beat, rushing. man. He leads the league in rushing by himself. Uh, he's right, o- oh, right over 500, uh, almost close to 600 yards on yeah, the ground by himself. Yeah, 580-something. Yeah, by himself. As a team, the Titans have 789, so you can just see from a rushing standpoint how impactful he's been and how pivotal he's been to their ground game. But, man, when we're really thinking about him and we look at some of these matchups that he's had throughout these first couple of games, we've seen a mix of everything. We've seen teams try to blitz him. And what he's been able to do. We've seen teams try to just play basic base defenses against him. We've seen what they've been able to do. He is a nightmare to deal with, man. By himself, yeah, he, he is a problem. And we're seeing that every time he's been forced to have somebody one-on-one tackle him. Talked about last week against the Texans. Uh, Zach Cunningham, their inside linebacker, yeah. finding ways to <laughs> not see that. You know, Whew. it happens. And then uh, obviously, you know the speed that he talks about. I mean, that he possesses. Um, Coach Tomlin did a really good job of talking about that and describing him in terms of being Bud Dupree, but faster, obviously. So when we think of that man, the, the biggest thing that I see in terms of when he's successful versus not successful, the teams that have been able to dominate the line of scrimmage against them and make him have to start and stop his feet, I feel like I've been the most successful. Now, granted, we haven't seen a lot of that this year because when you look at his numbers, now, granted, on a per-game basis, his averages aren't crazy, right? So some games he's averaged three yards a carry. Some games it's been four. Obviously, on the year, his average is a lot higher because of this last game where he goes absolutely bonkers, but a lot of that was off of a 94-yard run. So that kind of boosted up. Those uh those, those yards per carry numbers and things like that. Sure. But I feel like for the most part, man, the teams that have had the most success have definitely been the ones that have controlled the line of scrimmage consistently. Now, it typically hasn't been easy because we talked about how their offensive line is good. But with them losing Taylor Wan, I loss. do think that that's going to have a major impact on just their ability to control the line of scrimmage like they've been doing. And I do think that that could be something for the Steelers that's very beneficial because we know how talented our guys are up front. I mean – Let's be real. I mean, when you go down the list of it, I mean, where do you want to start? Lots of all good. Pro, lots of all pros with their hands in that. A lot, lot of all pros, a lot of first rounders, a lot of very, very productive players mm-hmm. up front. And I think that that is going to be a big element to this game because if you're just trying to isolate Vince Williams and Robert Spillane on Derrick Henry, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. I mean, and it's not a knock on those two guys. It's more so a, a, a praise of Derrick Henry because we've seen it now too many times. The sample size is too large. You're not a, a, a one guy's not bringing him down. It just doesn't happen. 
But the teams that have controlled that line of scrimmage, man, I feel like they just do the best in terms of minimizing him and containing him somewhat. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, he's he's like a locomotive train in that regard, right? I mean, you got to stop yeah. him before he gets going because Especially once he gets going, going it takes yeah. a lot to stop him. Absolutely. I, I mean, think that's actually a really good analogy. I think of a train, I'm like, man, yeah. they're not they're not lateral. No, no, they're not turning. When they turn, it's, it's a whirly bird curve. Those are my two analogies. Yeah. And the other one that I go with is he's like a roller coaster. Mm. But Arthur Motes, you ever been to Universal? I have, actually. You ever ridden the Hulk ride at Universal? I did not. Okay. I, I, I get scared sometimes. Okay, very good, because i got to paint the picture here I'm for the folks. Let's do it. You know, like a, like your typical ride at Kennywood. Let's, let's say the Steel Phantom, right? Okay. Or the new, Ste- the new Steelers Country yeah, ride. Yeah. A great roller coaster, by the way. You know how most roller coasters, right? You get in, you get strapped in, and you start, and you tick, 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 mm-hmm. tick, tick, tick. And you go up to the top, right? Tick, tick, tick. And then eventually you have that big drop. I usually don't know the drop because I pass out on the last <laughs> click, click, click. Well, Arthur Motes, there's a ride at Universal in Florida, Universal Studios, the Incredible Hulk ride, where you don't tick, 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 tick. You like slingshot, okay? So you uh, sit down and they pull yeah. you back and boom, and you take yeah, off and you're gone. Absolutely. All right? So he's like that kind of roller coaster. He's not like, like the that. tick, 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 tick. He's like the now, slingshot now, Incredible I, I Hulk. Is, man, you talking about roller coasters bringing back memories. We're not going to go down that path. <laughs> but, man, it's bringing back memories. <laughs> I love what you're doing here. Silver I love what you're doing huh? here. Keep going. Keep going. We're focused. We're focused. So he's like, the, he's like a locomotive train in the sense that once he gets going, he's hard to stop. And he's like the Hulk roller coaster ride where he doesn't need an incline to get going. He's shot out of a slingshot there. Mozi, his last 16 games. I had to do this, okay? I know. It's crazy, right? You know no one's got the notes. It no one's done the research crazy. like I have. Last 16 games, he's got 2,068 rushing yards. That would be the third best right. stretch over 16 games in right. NFL history. Behind AP I and said, uh, NFL it was, it was history. right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, behind, behind AP and Eric Dickerson, yep. man. That's it. That's which, the list. Which is still a travesty that AP didn't have that, but that's for another debate, too. <laughs> that's it. That's the list. Um, you have got to win at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, you can't let him get to the second level. You can't let him get to the third level because you're right. His yards per carry has been a little underwhelming at times. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to feed him the rock regardless. We talked about that uh, yesterday or Wednesday. I think that's the biggest Wednesday. thing with him is just their overall commitment They're to not running. going to abandon the run like Cleveland did. We, they're they're I, I just not. Think, I, I'm trying to think just in the past two years, have we seen a team as committed to running the ball? I know people will say Baltimore, but Baltimore isn't going to just line up and – QB under center, 12 personnel, run the ball downhill at you 20 times in a row. Like, that's what Tennessee does. Like, in a weird way, the Seahawks last year were very run heavy. Especially earlier in the year before Metcalf really started to emerge. When the Steelers, you know, when they came to Heinz Field, but not like this. Not not your traditional heavy personnel run the ball right at you 25 times a game. If anything, man, we should all be excited because the game isn't going to take as long. All these running plays, the clock's going to be running. I, I guess, can assure you I that. On the, uh, on the bright side, yeah. right, if it was a primetime game, at least we'd all be in bed before midnight. Right, we, the game might be two hours depending on how this running thing goes, man. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you've got you to gotta gang tackle, right? It can't be a one-person effort. That's something Cam Hayward talked a lot about, about group tackling, gang tackling, and, and really using your body to tackle this guy. No arm tackles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't, you can't let him get going still, at the second and third level. Something that I still don't understand as it pertains to playing against Derrick Henry. Now, not every team does this, but we've seen this enough now on tape. 
why do people try to tackle him up high? I mean, he is a big man, 6'4", about 245, maybe 250. But he runs upright. It's not like he runs behind his pads. We talked about that with the different styles of runners, how some guys look like they're more behind their pads. Think of a Terrell Mm -hmm. Davis type Mm -hmm. versus a higher upright runner like a Brandon Jacobs who used to be with the Giants, right? Yep. It's like, why are you trying to hit this man up top? Like, He's a, brick, he's a brick house. Anything wasting lower, man. Like, that's where you need to shoot at on a guy like that. And even if you're a DB, if you're a little guy, you just, I mean, you just literally just throw your body at his legs. And that's how you go about doing it, man. When, when those guys learn that, I think they'll be a lot better in terms of bringing him down. But the guys that keep going up high, man, that's highlight reel after highlight reel. We've seen it too many times now. 100%. I just don't understand and that's, why. And that's the thing, too. Like, a lot of people... You know, there's been the Jerome Bettis comparisons, and and there's there's obviously some 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 similar characteristics there. But Derrick Henry can run away from you just as much as he can run through you. That's what oh, I no think. Question. A lot that's of the, that's the difference. That's what separates. A lot them. of people who don't watch the Titans every week, or if you're not somebody who's a football geek, you know, like if you just kind of root for your team and you don't watch a lot of other football. That can be easy to miss. You can think that Derrick Henry is just this punishing physical running back, which he is. But he'll also finesse his way right around you and run past your defensive and backs like say, he did against the Texans last week. And that's the week. thing, too. So we talk about how he's at his best going downhill straight ahead. Yes. But he is still capable. He's very capable of stepping in and out of a hole, sidestepping. We've seen that. That's not his forte. If he did that exclusively, he wouldn't be the back that he is. But he does possess enough athletic ability mm-hmm to be able to maneuver, and that's what makes him so tough because of that. He's sneaky athletic. I mean, you see him and you think, no, man, he can't get in and out of that cut like that, and he does. He'll even occasional jump cut, and it's like, whoa, it catches the guys off guard. He did that last year against, uh, I forget who, but he had like that 96, 97-yard run last year. what was this? (laughs) Like, no one expected And then we know from two years ago what he did to Jacksonville where he absolutely just destroyed that defense. So – he he definitely has a, a plethora of options in terms of how he can impact the game and how he can ultimately take a, a what should be a zero yard gain and make it a long touchdown, man. So I think that's the biggest thing though with him, man. You have to start up front. Do not allow this man to get going because we know how much of a problem he could be. And then <laughs> once you do that, <laughs> then you worry about Tannehill in the passing attack. But you got to stop right. this run, man, because what Derrick Henry's been able to do this season is is crazy. Yeah, uh, 100%. Over 2,000 yards rushing in his last 16 games. He's been out of control. Uh, we do have on Twitter here from Oklahoma's own. Oh, we got questions? Okay. Some right. information Comment. about our new punter. Ooh. Is it from okay. All right. Corliss uh-huh. Waitman. He's Belgian-born. Belgium. Oh, Nether- Netherlands-raised. Oh, I got a cousin in the Netherlands. All right. With, uh, I believe it's pronounced Surinamese, right? Which is don't ask me. Which is uh, of African descent, I believe. It's in South Africa. I, I'm trying. I'm harkening to my geography. I was here. about to say I, I'm not even about to. Get so it up sounds here and get like he comes from South African lineage, but was born in Belgium and, and raised in the Netherlands. Uh, he's a left-footed punter. Last played two years ago at South Alabama. 25 year old, um, and would become one of the first few black punters in history. W- would add to the list of few black punters in history with the, when he plays for the Steelers this Sunday. All right. Look at Oklahoma's own little history lesson there. Yeah, I like shout it. Shout out to the info, man. We definitely appreciate that. So he's not American. Clearly. Clearly. So is he South African? Is he Netherlands? Or is he the other one you said? 
maybe Bel- well Belgium, Belgium is a city in, in or Netherlands. Netherlands. Yeah, Belgium. No, 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 because Belgium. Belgium. No, Belgium. I thought is. See yeah. this. All right, now I ain't want to do that. See this. Is what you are doing? No, Belgium is. Oh wait, wait. No, Belgium is a different country than the Netherlands. <laughs> Shows how good we are at geography. No, 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 no. I had it right. You were wrong. All right, I'm good. I'm wrong. Yeah, away. you were right. I was wrong. right. <laughs> so okay, so he was born. So here's what I'm here's what I'm gathering now. Okay, uh, South African heritage. Okay, born in Belgium, raised in Netherlands. Okay, so just depending on which one he wants to identify as, whether it's so, Belgium or Netherlands. Yes. So. Yeah. He's got a, an interesting background, obviously, um, and he is not American. Clearly, as, as we just <laughs> as we just laid out right there, and and that's I, I like I love this. You know, like we talk that's about Chase. We man, talk honestly. about Chase Claypool. Yeah. A, a lot of these guys, like the influence of Canadians, of Europeans, of of people from across the world coming to the NFL. That is pretty cool. Uh, and again, thanks to Oklahoma's own Sir Krigler, our Absolutely. buddy on Twitter for uh, for the breakdown. I mean, shoot, there. you look at the Steelers, but that's what they do a great job of. Those guys. I mean, obviously, me, I have a little bit of Dominican in me um, from where I'm from. Now I'm lying, but it sounds good. <laughs> you know what I need to know now about our about our new buddy, about our our new friend here, Mr. Waitman. Waitman. I'm just gonna stick with that. Who does he support? I mean, mm. what football club? All right. Mm. If he's proper South African, okay, and he grew up in Europe, he's okay. got to have a favorite football club. Got to. Who's he support? Okay. Better not be Liverpool. It's got to be Liverpool. Better not be Chelsea. It's a mighty red guy. Better, what are you talking about? Better not be Manchester City. Oh. <laughs> on Twitter, <laughs> you are crazy, man. Let me do this one time on Twitter at what's at the body fifty two. The body. Before we get back to most moats hosts Friday, uh, and we are overdue for a break here. The lit one, lit lit lit. It's her birthday today. What? She says, "All I want for my birthday is the Steelers to go six and zero. Happy birthday to the lit Happy one. Happy birthday to you. Cha, cha, cha. Happy birthday to you." Happy birthday, dear Happy birthday to you. Cha cha cha, bravo! Somebody You like the Steelers? We hope they go six and zero too. All right, let's take a break so we can, Absolutely, really, do, we man. can really do some singing here. <laughs> Absolutely. So when we come back, man, we got to get our song right. And that's Here We Go Steelers. Here We Go Titans edition, man. Can't wait for the diss track. And as always, man, this is Motsin Euler on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. What's up, what's up, what's up? Yeah, we're going to have to fix that bumper on a Friday. It's no longer Euler or Motes. It's Motes and Euler. Oh, there on he Friday. is. On Friday. I, st- oh, I stake my claim after yesterday's show. Oh, he's feeling himself. Friday, you know what we do, man. <laughs> Euler and Motes, or excuse me, Motes and Euler. Still Nation Radio, See, man. And, and it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's such a habit. It's such a habit. <laughs> but you know what else is a habit, man? On Fridays, man, we love this. So shout out to all the new listeners, anybody that's new to the show. What we like to do on Fridays, man, 
my man Wesley Euler, he dives into his bag of lyricism because he's an artist oh. at heart. He's more than just a radio guy. He's an artist, okay? <laughs> and in his artistry, he likes to write diss tracks. He likes to write songs that gets the people going. Hold it on. moves the people. It gives the people what they need, that fuel. Let me ask you a question real quick. Yeah, yeah, talk about it. Can you it. still hear the, the Eminem in yeah, the back? Yeah, Okay. Da, da, da. Okay, I think my headphone I think my headphone jack is messed up here. But you know what? I don't make excuses. Hold on. If, I was say, are you if seeking you comfort? If you keep filling time here for like 10 seconds, I just let you. me plug my headphones into a different jack over here. We'll make it work, all right? We ain't going to find excuses. We ain't seeking comfort, all right? We're I, I just like how... Time out, though. I like how you say, hey, if you want to keep filling time, fill time, and you proceed to just talk the whole time. <laughs> you cannot be the B. Be my number two. Today is my only day of the week where I get to have you oh, as my number two. Out. All right? So let me rock. Let I'm, me I'm rock. I'm struggling over here. Yeah, you are, man. You, you went through three different jacks, four different ox chords. There we go. Yeah, We're all back. All right. All right. I got the my name is. Let's fade that bed down. All right. There we go. <laughs> Finally. Well, shoot. In the midst of him preparing himself for the here we go, as I was saying, every week, my man, man, my main man, Wesley Euler, does a great job of writing a diss track, man, where he will specialize mm. in showing elite level lyricism as we take down and absolutely obliterate. The competition from a lyrical standpoint, of course. This we is, win here on Fridays, and that's what ultimately allows us to win on Sundays. This is like my uh, my Weird Al Yankovic moment, you know? Ooh, okay. You right. take a song, but you change the words around. All right, right, okay. Does that work? Is that fair? That sound about right. Better than Millie Vanilli, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything's better than Millie Vanilli. Hey. All right, Arthur Motes. I got uh, headphones that work now. All right, okay. Plugged into the proper jack here. All right. So I can hear that classic bass line. Think we ready? We good? Uh, this is listen. I don't want to step on your toes here. I mean, we're not good just yet. We'll be ready in one second. Hey guys, we're also taking score predictions. So if you haven't got your score predictions, then get your tweets in. It's the easiest way to do it, and it's at the body fifty two. The body and at Wesley Euler. The good hair. All right, now I'm good to go. This is going to be difficult. I can't, like, <laughs> lean back as much with this new headphone jack here. So I'm going to I'm gonna have to watch the head bobbing here for a minute. Stellars, here we go. Pittsburgh's gone to the Super Bowl. Here we go. Cheer the Steelers. Here we go. Can't wait to get into these tight as the day, baby. Here we go. I know my dog Wes going to hold it down. Big time. All right, here we go. Down to Music City, here we go. Don't even like country music. But we don't play no country banjo. Give me Wiz Khalifa any day. In Pittsburgh, we rock and roll while TJ and Bud make quarterback heads roll. Here we go. He definitely going to make quarterback heads roll. And I got an issue with Tennessee anyways. Why is it Nashville hot when you put pickles on the sandwich? I don't want pickles on my sandwich anyways. Get up out of here, baby. Keep it Pittsburgh. Keep it funky. You know how we do. Wesley Euler first, too. Woo! Derrick Henry, he's big and bad. But on Sunday, he's gonna be mad. Coming to it, stopping him in the gap. Gonna make King Henry give his crown back. Here we go. He has been dethroned. I mean, what is a Titan? I'm so big and strong. I'm a Titan. I don't want to hear. We make Titans crowd here because still. Huh. Still don't break, baby. Still will knock that Titan still out. Okay, first three. Let's get it. Natty offense is starting to roll. 30 plus two games in a row. 30 or more. 
That's the goal. Oh, baby. Don't turn the ball over. That's a sin. And on Sunday afternoon, we stack our six straight win. Here we go. Six in, no. Uh-huh. Six and oh, it's going mm -hmm. to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. Hey, hey, six and oh. Hey, hey, it's going to happen. Uh, uh, Tennessee. What? Tennessee who? Tennessee. Boo, boo. We ain't got time for no Titans. Like I said, y'all not no Titans, man. Y'all not big and bad. Y'all not the biggest, strongest of them all. Because you're from Tennessee. Nobody cares about y'all. Y'all haven't been relevant since Houston. All right? Y'all are nobody. Y'all are glorified Oilers. Knock off. Y'all haven't been relevant since Denzel Washington. Exactly. Who cares about... Who cares about the Titans? We're not remembering y'all anymore. I don't want to remember y'all. Y'all were forgotten already. In fact, y'all aren't even the best in your division. Arthur Motes. There it is. Our Here We Go song, Tennessee Titans version. And you know it's simple too, fans. We know we need your feedback, man. Is the best or was it the worst? Hit us up on the <laughs> dot com. Or was it just okay? You know, you got to hit us up on the dot com. To me, I thought that was the best one yet. Yeah? It's the best one yet. Every week, right? Every week it gets better, man. That's the thing I like about you. You, uh, you, you pay attention to the details, <laughs> and you find a way to improve. You find a way to give cutting-edge lyricism. You find a way to push the envelope just enough to keep me coming back every week. And I do want to say, I mean, not to toot my own horn, mm -hmm. but I didn't repeat any lines there because, you know, know, I wrote the Titan song uh, during the, the non-Titans the COVID bye week. So I, I no even though no, I, uh, I was a little upset that you ain't no drop repeats. A, you didn't drop or y'all were running from us and now we here or y'all mm. tried to avoid us but at the end like you know the well, bills got to come we'll pay have, you know we'll the have bills to write are due. An extra verse before yeah, we sing again at the, saying, man. the bottom of the second hour. Hey man, rent is due. I don't care how you pay, you better pay it. All right, <laughs> it's that simple. That's why I just figured that we was gonna be on the same page with that, but it's all right, you know. I I I, I won't I won't lose it over that. Uh -huh. It's okay. Uh huh. We got a few more prediction tweets rolling in I here. I love it, man. Uh, we will save those for. I just want to make sure there's no specific questions. Um, Ray tweeted, "Cannot wait to hear the fabulous vocal stylings of the Wild Wild West." Well, there you go, Ray. Uh, hope that I cannot uh, or that I did not disappoint. We did get a question from James here. Okay, yeah, let's talk about it. Real simple. Do you guys miss the goalpost dunk touchdown celebration? I actually do, man. Especially, well, it was weird because I was never on the good end of those things. <laughs> Think about guys like Jimmy Graham back when he was in New Orleans. And, yeah, yeah, he was dunking a little too much. I ain't, I ain't really like that element of it. But I do think the dunk was cool. Bring but I, I, I understood why they banned it, though, man. But it still sucks, though, because it's cool. They got to let Chase Claypool bring it back. The I'm Canadian basketball star. All right, here we go pigeonholing again. <laughs> Golly. For every nickname's got to be the Canadian something. All right. Like, or it's come gotta on, man. Maple syrup. Jeez. Oh, I tell you but what. But either way, I man. Either way, it is all good. Keep like those I said, tweets man, coming in. Got to keep the tweets coming in. You killed that verse, though, right there, man. Well, I'm excited. You, to, you know, when we hear it again in the second hour. Well, thank but you, speaking of, man, you know what we do on Friday at the 1 o'clock hour. Oh, it's Muggsy's you know, time You know what shine. that is, man. So, matter of fact, I think my boy is here to tell us about it. it I, is, is, my, is my friend here? Oh, yeah. Is he here? If he's here, he, he might could tell us a little bit more. You talking about that baby Jesus? You know, first battle Hall of Famer? It's a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star matchup. Everybody we play is a five-star matchup because we're in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that man right there. So when we come back, man, we breaking down the five-star matchups on this beautiful Friday because it is Still is Blitz on SNR.
Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Good afternoon, Steelers Nation. How are we doing? Fabulous, darling. Fabulous. Oh, that's bloody marvelous. Bloody marvelous. We got Motes and Hewler on a Friday Last hour of the show in the electric factory. Mm. And I'm so excited, baby. I am so excited because, I mean, in this second hour, we know what we do. I mean, we got Firestar Friday. We're going to deep dive some more into this Titans matchup. Obviously, their offense and defense. Then we're going to bring it in, man, with some uh, some more singing. Mm. We're going to react to some more of your tweets, in particular your we score got lots, predictions. We got a lot to get to here. And we're also going to get to the paper. But remember what we talked about in terms of at the end of the show, reading off the score predictions. If you haven't got those in... Get them in now. Get the tweet. Get the tweeting, man. Go to the twitter.com at the body52. The body. And at Wesley Eula. The good hair. And baby, just let us know your score predictions. But if you want to comment on anything else throughout the show, you already know. But just do it because this is your last hour. But without further ado, how we start we, off we, this last we've hour. We had a lot of fun with, you know. My counterpart, Wesley Euler, having his go at this thing and getting his little segments, his little, uh, what do they call those things in the showbiz industry? Benchmark. Oh, yeah, 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 that thing. Okay. So now it's time for me to have my benchmark. So without further ado, can we rock out? Five Star Steelers. Sorry, sorry, hold on, rewind. I was say, don't do that. 5-0 and o Steelers. There we go. 5-0 and o Titans. Talk about it. Five Star Friday. Thank you. It's a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star matchup. Anybody we play is a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star Friday. Matchup number one. All right. So to kick it off, we got to do it the right way, and it always starts up front. In particular, we're talking about our interior D lineman. I'm talking Mr. Cam Hey with that all pro. I'm talking Mr. Stefan Tuitt, that future pro bowler. I'm talking about Tyson Wally, you know, the baddest man in that 2010 draft class. You know what we do? Going up against this Titans offensive line. Now, we talked about how this Titans offensive lineman has done a really good job in terms of winning the line of scrimmage. It's been a large reason in terms of why Derrick Henry has been able to be as successful as he has been. But the thing is this, man, when we're looking at this matchup, in particular with those three guys I named, they have to dominate that matchup between Ben Jones, Roger Saffold, uh, Roger Saffold III, and Nate Davis. I just think over four quarters, those three guys for the Titans are not going to be able to minimize the impact of Cam Tewitt and Tyson. We've seen throughout these first five games thus far how dominant they've been when it's come to the run game and ultimately why the linebackers have been able to play downhill. And obviously you have Vince Williams yeah. leading the league in tackles for loss. TJ White is number two in the league for tackles for loss. It starts up front. And with those three guys in particular, if they can continue to dominate the line of scrimmage and win convincingly like they've been doing, they will minimize Derrick Henry in a major way. Because like we said, he's not good. He's not as good when he has to start and stop his feet multiple times. So that's going to be the biggest key to start this thing out. In the trenches, baby. It's always, always got to be some love for the trenches. Come on now. Five-star Friday. Matchup number two. All right, now the second matchup, man. We got a wounded duck. 
Hi, yes, 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 yes. No, 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 no. Not that duck. Oh, okay. Not that duck. We're talking about the other duck. Okay. Now, now, in this situation right here, we got Bud Dupree. He's going up against Taylor Lewan. His backup. Oh, wait a minute now. Oh, not not the all pro. No, we're talking about the backup. You know the backup, the guy that don't get in the game. Yeah, but now he's in the game. He goes by the name of Ty Sambrelo. And this is the thing, man. Say that one more time. Ty Sambrelo. I'm I'm proud of you. Last name, by the way. It's great. It is. <laughs> but when we're looking at Ty, man, um, obviously NFL player doesn't have a lot of experience, doesn't have a lot of success at this level right now. Um, obviously, his first play in the game last week, he gave up a sack to J.J. Watt and, and ultimately struggled when it came to him in pass protection. Bud Dupree has been on a tear this season. We've, we can go down the list of tackles that he's faced and has, I mean, absolutely whooped. I mean, where do we want to start? Do we want to start Andre Thomas, fourth overall pick? Mm -hmm. Do we want to go with uh, Laramie Tunsil, one of the highest paid tackles in the game? Do we want to go with Jedrick Wills, another another top ten pick? (laughs) I mean, we can go down the list of the tackles that Bud has faced this season, and Bud has done more than just held his own. He's been dominant at times. I mean, we talked about how much he's flashed. Look for Bud to continue that dominance against Ty. I just personally don't think that Ty can handle Bud for four quarters, not only in the run game, but in the pass game. I think, man, with the way the Titans love to utilize play-action pass, those are typically for the longer-developing pass concepts because the routes are typically downfield, meaning you're going to have to protect a lot longer. I don't think that Ty's going to be able to hold up in that regard against Bud for four quarters, and ultimately why I'm really excited to see my main man, Bud, get after it. That last name, I'm still, I'm, I'm still stuck on, Sam, Sam Brelo, Ty, Sam Brelo, Sam Brelo, S A M B R A I L O, Sam Brelo, Five Star Friday, matchup number three. Okay, okay, okay. Enough of the trenches. Y'all want to talk about some glitz and glamour. Y'all want to talk about some high flyers. Y'all want to talk about these guys who get confused as being real athletes. I'm talking about (laughs) Steelers defensive backs versus the Titans wide receivers, in particular, A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. The biggest thing is this, man. Steelers DBs, y'all are coming off an amazing performance last week against the Cleveland Browns. It was beautiful. It was masterful. We got the turnovers. We had you guys challenging wide receivers at the line of scrimmage. Y'all were communicating, didn't have any blown coverages. Everything looked good for the majority of the game. We got to keep it going, though, again this week. The Titans, they love to utilize the play-action pass, and what that does, it makes you either, number one, have to communicate really, really good, or you also have to make sure that your technique and fundamentals, your eyes are in the right place. What the Titans have been able to do from a downfield passing standpoint off the play action pass, they take full advantage of these DBs, these corners and safeties, being anxious about Derrick Henry and the success that he's having on the ground. And they are just caught peaking. It's been numerous times you look on tape at some of these longer downfield throws, and at some point, the DB was looking to see that Derrick Henry really have the ball and that right. either allowed the wide receiver to get even or to get ahead of the DBs and safeties in some in some instances. So for the Steelers DBs, your job is to play the pass, react to the run. The front seven, their job is to play the run and react to the pass. Do your job, eyes where they need to be, and you will be fine. Because from an athletic ability standpoint, the Titans wide receivers, they're not they're these blazers. They're not these freakazoid, super big guys. They're not that. But they are still very good, and A.J. Brown can be very, very effective 
if you aren't using proper technique and having proper eyes on this guy. He is like that. So for the Steelers DBs, communication, technique, eyes in the right place, baby. Five-star Friday, matchup number four. Now, I know I said I'm done talking about the trenches. I know I said I'm done talking about offensive lines and D-lines. But psych, I lied. And with that being said, man, I got to talk about <laughs> Big Al Villanueva and Chooks Okorafor in their matchup against Jadavion Clowney and Harold Landry. Now, with Jadavion Clowney, we know from a name standpoint, he does ring a lot of bells. But let's be real about it. This season, he hasn't been producing. How many sacks does he have? Exactly. This season, he hasn't been productive at all. I think it's a goose egg? Whoa, I think the same amount as you and me combined this year. <laughs> Multiplied by 10. Wait a minute. <laughs> Divided by one. <laughs> but, man, ultimately, man, when we're looking at this matchup, Chooks and Al, they're going to get, they're both going to have opportunities to face uh, Connie. They're both going to have opportunities to face uh, Harold Landry. But it's important to keep those guys at bay. The biggest thing that you cannot have happen is allow one of those guys to have one of those impact sack turnover style plays that can kill you or if they have a big hit on Ben forced to turnover interception that's what you don't need Chooks and Al are coming off of two now three yeah basically three really good performances back to back stacking them one on top of each other this is another matchup where y'all should be just fine Technique wise, you're good. Those guys, from a name standpoint, Clowney has the name, but like I said, watching them on tape, it is not scary this year, okay? So trust your fundamentals, do your job, and keep seven upright because seven will carve these Titans DBs. Keep seven upright is, is always a good idea, but particularly, yes, when it's a secondary that can be had like Tennessee's. <laughs> oh, are you ready? I know you, you you got long radio today too, right? I do. Oh, yeah. man. All right, all right. So be smart, but but risk it all. Nick, take your time, but hurry up. Kind of like, don't don't go in here and waste your money, but put it all on red, though. You feel me? We don't blink around here, Arthur Motes. We don't live in our fears. So, <clears throat> five-star I love how you put it out here every week, man. I love how you just come out here and lay it on the line every week. You're risking it all for the sake of us. That's the mark of a true person. This right is there. us. The, 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 yo, you're a real one, man. And, and this fifth and final matchup, man, I'm excited about because it's these Steelers wide receivers. These, these young studs, man, they are going crazy so far this year. And they're going against the Titans defensive back group that has been the opposite of going crazy. Ha, nah, nah, nah. They are very much average, very much normal, and just ultimately not as productive. And the thing that's crazy is this. When you look at them as a secondary, they have talent. I mean, Kevin Byard and Kenny Vaccaro, that is a top-notch safety tandem. Kevin Byard is a multiple-time All-Pro for a reason. They have at cornerback Malcolm Butler and Jonathan Joseph. Now, obviously, those guys are a little bit, you know, on the downswing, but they are still very good. Now, obviously, they don't have uh, Adoree Jackson. He's still uh, been dealing with injury and stuff like that, but that's a very formidable bunch. The problem is they are not playing good ball. They're not playing from a communication standpoint. We've seen, I mean, last week in particular, they give up two touchdowns easily on communication mm -hmm. errors. That's been showing up a lot in their game. Then number two, just a, a flat out bad eyes standpoint, technique standpoint, they just aren't playing good ball. It looks like a team that came in and had the success they had last year defensively and just thought if I just show up again, it's mm -hmm. going to replicate itself. 
This is the NFL. Every week you have to prove it. Every year you have to prove it. Nobody cares what you did the year before. And ultimately, that's what it looks like with the Titans. They're kind of just hanging on to that. And that's why I think, man, with the Steelers wide receivers, they're going to be able to take full advantage of this, man. These Titans, uh, Titans DBs, they're averaging close to 275 yards through the air per yeah. game, which is a ton. And that doesn't even get to the what they're averaging on the ground either. I mean, it's, it's a bad situation all around. Right. But look for the Steelers wide receivers, though, to dominate this matchup, man. The Steelers wide receivers are coming in hot. You don't know who to take out in terms of Claypool, in terms of James Washington, in terms of Juju. All three of those guys at some point have been the feature receiver this year. And I, I didn't um, include Deontay just because we don't know his availability just yet. But ultimately, man, this is a matchup that, like I said, the Steelers should be able to dominate. The Titans, they don't have the personnel, nor are they playing good enough to match up with the Steelers wide receiver. So look for that to be the fifth and final key. I love it. Arthur Motes, one more time. The five matchups for those who might have joined us late or missed it. Uh, the five matchups that will determine the outcome of Steelers-Titans Sunday in Nashville. Absolutely, man. The first one, our interior D-lineman, Cam, Tewitt, Tyson, dominating this Titans O-line, in particular their three interior linemen of Ben Jones, Roger Saffold, the third, and Nate Davis. Then the second matchup, man, we got Bud Dupree versus a little new meat. Talking Ty, Sambrello, the backup left tackle for Taylor Lewan, who was out with the ACL injury. Then after that, the third matchup, man, we talking about our Steelers DBs, Going up against A.J. Brown, Corey Davis of the Tennessee Titans. Matter of fact, making sure communication, eyes, and technique are at a premium, are at a point of emphasis. And then the fourth five-star matchup, Big Al and Chooks. Minimizing the impact of Jadavion Clowney and Harold Landry. Don't allow the names, don't allow their lack of productivity to lull you to sleep. Keep doing what you're doing. Be on the screws. And then the fifth and final five-star matchup are still as wide receivers going up against those Titans DBs because the Titans DBs are averaging close to 275 yards allowed through the air per game, which is a lot. You don't want to have that. That's that's flirting with 300, all right? And we know what our still wide receivers can do, baby. So I'm excited. I'm ready to cook. Talk to me, TP. It's a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star matchup. Everybody we play is a five-star matchup because we're in it. And this is Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Oh yeah, you're 24-7 home with a black and gold, but more importantly, it's not Eula Ramos, this ain't Thursday, it's Friday, and it's a Moats host Friday, so it's Moats in Eula today. Uh, you, you, you so ricey, you know that? Listen, man, listen, I've waited a long time for this, <laughs> okay? Let me have my moat. <laughs> when we come back in here on Monday, it's all you. When we come in here on Wednesday, it's all you. On Thursday, it's all you. You. They even gave you three afternoon shows to just be all you. But for right now, oh, this is my time, baby. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. <laughs> <laughs> but man, we got to talk a little bit more, man. Um, obviously we gave you the five star Friday and some of the key matchups. But man, when we're looking at this Titans offense, um, we've talked about it at nauseum, and people are they understand the significance of stopping Derrick Henry. Ultimately, because that is how that play action pass works. That's how they've been able to be so successful. I mean, if you just 
don't watch them. You just think, oh, man, well, Derrick Henry over 100 yards, man. They're run, 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 run. That's it. They do do that, but man, they're downfield passing. Yeah, that's an added element that we hadn't, excuse me, that we hadn't seen from them in a while. And literally, it's been popping up multiple times. We even saw, I mean, versus the Vikings, they were down three scores at one point. And ultimately, man, the passing attack from Tannehill played a big part in them being able to come back. I, I'm starting to wonder, man. Well, actually, I'm not wondering anymore. I think I got the answer <laughs> to this thing. Ryan Tannehill might have been good. It might have been Adam Gase in Miami. Hey, I mean, been Adam Gase, man. A fourth round pick for Ryan Tannehill right now is looking like a like a steal for the Titans over these past couple Crazy, seasons. Yeah, man. fourteen and four uh, since he took over from Marcus Mariota, and yeah, there's been rightfully so I think there's been a lot of of um, parallels drawn from the type of team that the of, that the Browns are to the type of team that the Titans are. I do Very think there's true. some parallels that you can draw there, mm-hmm. but like we talked about, I think the two biggest differences that people are missing on or just maybe overlooking is that one, the Titans aren't going to abandon the run as quick as the Browns did, and two, Ryan Tannehill is, is better than Baker Mayfield. Motes, you could easily, I mean, easily argue right now, if you made your list of your top ten quarterbacks in the NFL this season so far, like, Tannehill's on that list. He's been there. He's been he's consistent. Not the top, he's not in the top five, but right, right, he's, but but he's, he's a on top that, guy he's right on now, that list. Or at least debatable. Yeah, yeah he's in the yeah. eight, nine, ten range. Like, Absolutely, He's man. on that list, and... Again, yeah, you, you going fourteen and four over your last eighteen games. You, you no, you don't fluke into that, and you don't do that by being uh, completely one dimensional. I know people right. try to discredit him. Well, man, it's just the running game. No, trust me on this. <laughs> if you go into these games, you're playing that one dimensional man. Teams will be able to just pack the box and yes. stop you. Yes. The reason why teams have been struggling in terms of stopping Derrick Henry is because they can't just pack the box because Tannehill has been hitting consistently downfield that's the element of the game that that wasn't there initially seeing that that has opened up so much more for Derrick Henry in that running game that's why it's so important to make them one-dimensional and force Tannehill to be a 35 40 plus attempts guy now has he done it yes he did it versus Minnesota and ultimately brought them back so they could win but I do think, and I actually know this, our Steelers defense, in particular our rush and our DBs, are a lot better than Minnesota. So with that, I mean, even Minnesota gave him some issues early on in the game. I just don't see that scenario where if he's forced to be the guy throwing the ball, being the guy to have to make the plays, I just don't see him being able to do that for four quarters, man. I'm with you. I And I think, too, I think we could look back on this next week as a Ben game. I think that potential is there where – it's a back and forth contest, right? Both teams have some success on offense. Both teams um, create some splash on defense at the same time. It, it comes down to the end of the game, and Ben has a drive to lead the Steelers down the field. I, I do think that could be the difference. There's a lot of similarities with these two teams, Motsi, and we're going to get to our official predictions here in just a few minutes. But as I look at it right now, the two big differences for me are, one, the Steelers' defense, I think, is much more stout. Mm-hmm. And two, for all the nice things that I just said about Ryan Tannehill, and I, I, I do mean all those. Did you really mean it? I'm more, <laughs> I, I, I'm more confident in Ben going out there and winning the game than, than I am in Tannehill going out there and, and winning the game himself. Yeah, without a doubt. I think that's a fair assessment, a fair way to describe it. Um, we've seen Ben numerous times win games. We haven't seen that from Tannehill. We've seen it consistently from Ben as well at different stages of his career. So that's obviously why we have a lot more confidence in them. I also think, though, man, that the loss of Taylor Lewan. I mean, now we both, both teams, I mean, that's the biggest difference in this matchup compared to two weeks ago. 
we're without Devin Bush, our star inside linebacker. They're without Taylor Lewan, their star left tackle. At this point in their career, Taylor Lewan was, I mean, obviously is a lot more impactful to what the tight to what the Titans mean in, in their success. Whereas yeah. Devin, he's emerging to get to that level, but he's not there just yet. Right. So I do think the loss of Taylor Lewan is going to be felt too. a lot more than our loss of Devin Bush just in that regard. And I think that's going to play a huge impact because for Tannehill to be able to throw the ball, he has to be protected. Right. And it was going to be – I I was so excited to see Bud against Taylor because that was like, man, I've seen you just go off this list of just guys, you're just cutting off heads. Mm -hmm. You're like that warrior that's just walking around like, man, I don't know this guy, but he's a bad man. I see this head, that head, that head. Like, it doesn't matter who he's going against. I was really excited about that. But it's like, we'll take Ty's head, too. We ain't tripping. We won't discriminate. Yeah, no, and and I'm, I'm with you on that. I think just within the game plan of a unit, right, it's it's easier to scheme around to kind of work some other things out if you're missing a weapon at the linebacker position. Man, you can't really scheme around a weakness at left tackle. I mean, you can add the extra, you can add your extra tight end over there. Right. You can bring in extra blockers, but, but, then, it, but, but it is a weakness that is glaring when there's one on the offensive that, line. And this is another thing because most offenses are right-handed, meaning your plays are designed right. to go right to the right side because you have a right-handed quarterback. With it being the left tackle, by doing all of these tight ends and different formations to the left, it makes you have to play left-handed. Oh, for sure. So from a play-action standpoint, now instead of rolling out to your right, throwing to the right, which is a lot easier, now your right-handed quarterback having to roll to your left, that's mm-hmm. that's totally different, man, in terms of just how you go through your progressions, what you're seeing, and things like it that. It changes so, your scheme up completely. Yeah, so, so trust me, man, that's a big-time loss for them in a big-time impact. Ultimately, what I think is going to be the deciding factor. We know the Titans, from a defensive standpoint, can't hang with these Steelers on offense, man, but I think that's going to be the biggest thing, man. I think so, too. I uh, the, de- the loss of Devin Bush is is devastating for the Steelers' defense. It is. But I think particularly this week, yeah, it's 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 a Tennessee is going out there, you know, with, with more of a hand tied behind their back than Absolutely. the Steelers are. Yeah. Absolutely, man. But you know what it's time for, right? Uh-oh. It's time to get into that last segment. You oh. know what happens in that last segment. All right, I got to keep my jacket. I mean, we let's gotta, see. We are, are you ready sing? for this? We're singing. Check. Then we got to get to the we gotta tweet. And and we got to tweet. And we got to get to the paper. we got to get to the paper. But, but, but don't forget this. Predictions as well. Because we haven't done our yeah. score predictions. So that, that throws in there as well. We got a lot to get to here. So for anybody, man, in the power grid, anybody in the megawatts, or anybody just new to the show, man, if you haven't got your tweets in just yet, you better tweet now if ever hold your peace until uh, Monday around <laughs> noon, player. So with that being said, man, get your tweets in at the body 52 The body. And at Wesley Euler. The good hat. And hey, man, once you get those tweets, we might read it, we might not. We're going to figure it out, though, baby. So, hey, this is Euler Motes on Steelers Nation Radio. About a place somewhere up a New York way where the people are so gay, twisting the night away. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24 7 home of the black and gold SNR. Yes, indeed, Motes and Euler on a Friday, last segment of the show. And I feel like I say this every week, but every time you drop that Sam I love Cook, this song. Oh, my gosh, man. This song just feels like Friday, man. It's Friday, the nostalgia that's associated with this song, man. I just, it takes me back to growing up, hanging with my moms. She throwing a Sam Cook on a Saturday while she getting after it cooking. 
cleaning. Oh, and we just in there jamming it out. I love it. I love I, I do. This this song just feels like Friday. It's such a great Friday song. Yes, indeed, man. It's a beautiful song. Beautiful Speaking song. of Friday songs. I love Friday songs because we've got the second edition. The not the remix, because we already dropped the remix, <laughs> but we just gonna rerun. We're gonna we're gonna drop that remix again. That new Wesley Eula Titans diss track. Here well, we go. It's edition. like you know, whenever there's a really new popular song, you know they do overplay. You got um, you know if Justin Bieber drops a new tune, right? Yeah. Um, you tune into uh, you know, to Kiss FM every hour, and you hear the you yeah. know you hear the Justin Bieber tune every hour. That's so what supposed to do? We gotta play the Here We Go song every hour. On Friday. On Friday. For a two-hour show. Can I drop that? I like it. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Ooh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited, baby. My main man, Wesley Eula, baby. We got this Titans edition. Here we go. And ooh, he want all the smoke today. Let's get it. Cheer to Steelers, the black and the gold. It's kind of Pittsburgh's heart and soul. The Steeler Nation has the best radio hosts we listen to. SNR with Euler remotes. Here we go. Down to Music City, here we go. We don't like that country music. Get out of here. We don't play no country banjo. Wiz Khalifa over anyone. In Pittsburgh, we rock and roll while TJ and Bud make quarterback heads roll. Here we go. Oh, yeah, we're taking a list, checking it twice. Make sure Ryan Tannehill is added and he will not be standing upright. <laughs> can't wait, can't wait. All right, our promotes. Here we two, go. Baby. Are you ready, verse two? Verse Drop two. that new heat, baby. Verse two. Derrick Henry, he's big and bad. But on Sunday, he's gonna be mad. He mad Coming to it, stopping him in a gap. Gonna make King Henry give his crown back. Here we go. Listen, man, we don't care about Tennessee. In fact, the only thing we like in Tennessee, we don't even like Tennessee. We like Memphis because of Graceland. Tennessee, what are y'all cool for? <laughs> Nothing. Chicken that has pickles. Ah, it went down to Chick-fil-A. Leave me alone. Give me verse three, Wes. Give me verse three, baby. Woo! Natty offense is starting to roll. Oh, they rolling. 30 plus every 30 game. plus. That's the goal. Oh, gotta keep it going, baby. Don't turn the ball over. That's a sin. And on Sunday afternoon, we stack our sixth straight win. Here we go. I mean, let's be real. We're talking about Tennessee. What you got down there? You got whiskey. That's cool, but give me still city over whiskey any day, baby. I mean, what else y'all got in Tennessee that's cool? Like I said, y'all a knockoff from the Houston Oilers franchise. What do y'all have? What have y'all started? What are y'all good for? Oh, yeah. Sorry for, uh, you know, you guys were into hockey for a few years. Sorry, yeah. for, sorry for ruining that. Sorry for spoiling that well, for you. I mean, you know what y'all are good for? Throwing a catfish on the ice. There we go. I love the originality there, baby. Yeah, good job. Uh, nobody's going to be sneaking fish into the, you know, down their trousers at Nissan Stadium, are you they? You never know. You never know. <laughs> you imagine going through all that checking, the security, Walk into your seat. No, I know whole, where you're going with this. Quarter, no, I cannot. Just sitting there with that catfish, that dead catfish, just chilling, not on ice, on your body, on your person. Somewhere. You know, Arthur Motes, God. when I was in college, I may or may oh, not yes, have been well versed. Yes, I may or may not have been well versed in college at you know sneaking some uh, some some beers into the student section. Uh-huh. You know that might have required taping some things to your legs every once in a while. But a fish? Nah, man. I ain't, uh, I ain't about that life. No chance. Bro. No way. Like, like what are you thinking? What? Are you, 
How? I, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I just, I just don't get it. I, I don't need to ask questions. I don't need to know. I'm good. Uh, we get to the tweets here. Prediction time. I would love it, man. It's about that time. You know we got to go tweets first, though. It's about that time. It is. All right, let's get to them here. Um, and as always, if I miss your tweet, I apologize, but I'm going to attempt to get them all read. Here we go. Uh, we'll start with Antonio. 38-35, to Steelers win. Ben hits Juju for a 35-plus yard touchdown in walk-off Ooh, fashion. Get uh, after it, then. Bud Dupree with a forced fumble that Minka scoops up for a touchdown. Mm, okay, okay, okay. I like how this, the predictions are getting more and more specific here. Hey, you have noticed that. <laughs> Aaron says Steelers win 28 24. Juju steps up. Big game for him. Two touchdowns. Rudy, Steelers 28, Rudy, Titans 17. Rudy, Rudy. Hey, we got Pitt Notre, we got Pitt Notre Dame at Heinz Field tomorrow. Ooh. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. It's like Pitt and Notre Dame on the same field. It's like Mos Eisley. Yeah. You'll never find a more wretched Ooh. hive of scum and villainy. Ooh. Rudy says here, Steelers 28, Titans 17. TJ seals the game with a strip sack. Also, he likes the Mapletron nickname. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. That's your prerogative, Rudy. All right. Uh, TC uh, says it's going to be hard for them to help their left tackle too much as well because then they'd be leaving TJ Watt one-on-one. Good point there. By TC, without a doubt. Uh, Thrash says Steelers 38, Titans 35. Boz wins it on a nail biter. Ooh. Randy, uh, hey guys, I think the Steelers win comfortably. 24 to 10, go Steelers. David, the Photoshop extraordinaire. Steelers 28, Titans 21. <laughs> oh, and he, he says Moats is fired up today. Must be excited for that Penn State opener tomorrow. <laughs> These people are trying us, Moats. Stop it. Now, I, I already us. told you. Listen, listen. I, already, I don't know if I told y'all. Actually, I didn't say it on air. I do technically have to change my feelings towards Penn State because of a new vested interest in the program, okay? <laughs> there is a, a young man who will be starting at cornerback by the name of Joey Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. Sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. In fact... Is that Jerry Porter's son? In fact, that is Jerry Porter, the artist (laughs) formerly known as Joey Porter's son. And yes, my four years here in Pittsburgh, I did get a chance to see young JJ develop and Mm -hmm. have success at the high school level and ultimately commit to Penn State. So, unfortunately, I do have to change my tune as it pertains to Penn State solely because of him. Just for a couple years. Hopefully he leaves early. (laughs) Dakota says here, every Friday I listen to you spit bars, and this week was the best this season. Thank you, Dakota. Score prediction, Steelers 30-27. to Mm. Joe Hayden, one-handed interception to seal the game. Ooh, a la Troy style. See, look at history repeating itself. Randy says, Wes always with the audio ether. I like that, audio ether. Mm-hmm. Uh, best one yet. Love the show, guys. Prediction 28-24 Steelers with a big day from Juju. Uh, defense with two interceptions and five sacks. Amy says, definitely the best here we go yet. Steelers 28, Titans to 17. Jab says, uh, Steelers win 28-10. to TJ eats this week, two sacks and a forced fumble. Great show as usual. Thank you, Jab. Don Juan, love the here we go song as usual. 6-0 and is my prediction. Let's Our defense it. holds Henry to under 100 yards. So maybe not ex- a exact score prediction there, but I like it from Don Juan. Steelers go to 6-0. and Henry under triple digits Christopher says here Steelers 32 Titans 24 Titans make it close in junk time and Juju gets two touchdowns uh let's see Oklahoma zone says too much 
to not enough. The Steelers win. <laughs> I like that one. Hey, you can never go wrong with that. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, our buddy Olu says Steelers winning by two touchdowns this weekend. I like it. I like it. Dusty says best. Uh, here we go. Song yet. Is that five. Dusty Rhodes or Dusty? Just Dusty, Dusty Dusty Johnson. Oh, okay. Dusty M. Johnson, if I you know want to be was, I know who was making the elbow move, you know? I was getting excited <laughs> for a second. Elbow drop him. <laughs> five out of five stars on the Here We Go song. Uh, Steelers win 31-10. to Daryl says black and gold victory 31-20. to Henry, a no-show. Taking Henry out of the game. I like it there. Let's see. Uh, Jones says Steelers 37, Titans 17. Mm-hmm. I think that. Oh, wait. No, we got a couple more here. BP, but wait, there's but more. Wait, there's more. <laughs> BPR says listening in St. Louis. Love the show. I got the Steelers 28 to 24. Two sacks by TJ. Uh, da, 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 da. I think that's about it we got here. Last one rolling in. Harry from down in Texas. Steelers 31. Titans 21. Whew. A good, good day of tweets right All there, right. man. All right, Arthur Mugs, before we get to our predictions. Oh, you're right. We got to get something else? Does it involve paper? We got to get that paper. That's the only way to do it. Show me the money. Show me the money! Oh, man, as soon as the beat drops, you just feel it. You just feel it, baby! God, I love this song. I don't even know the name of it, but I love it. <laughs> Autumn is a raider. Blistering in boisterously with its swashbuckle and its leather helmet. What is a swashbuckle? Autumn is a pirate. <laughs> is that Swaggering right across the sea. And he was black and silver. Arthur Motes, uh, transparency. That's what we do here on the program. Last week wasn't good. I warned you to be fair. I said Very last true. week I wasn't feeling good about the picks. Yes. I went one and four. Oh, look. Too much college football. College football's costing me this season. Oh, look. All oh, right, look. so we're going to stay away from Saturdays for now. All right. Saturdays are not for the boys right now. Five NFL games for you. Ooh, five piece. Okay, look at you cook. The Green Bay Packers, they travel to Houston. A.A. Ron is upset after last week. Big man. They, uh, you know, they got out to a good start against the the Bucks, and then they kind of fell apart. Was and it really I, a good start? I mean, we're up ten nothing. Ten oh, I mean, ten nothing's a, a good start. Cool. Ask the Browns. That's a good start. That's cool. The Texans are desperate at one and five. Right? If they lose this one, I mean, their their season is really over. It's over. They're gonna lose this one. Packers are favored by <laughs> three lose points. <laughs> Packers win and cover. Give me Green Bay minus three. The Saints versus the Carolina Panthers. You know, Motsi, the Saints are, are hard to – it's hard to get your finger on the pulse of that team so far this year. Well, it's because my ever since you – Michael Thomas. Ever since you went at Michael Thomas. I know. He, he's scared He's scared yeah, of the yeah. Euler. Yeah, he's now, scared now, of the Euler man over yeah, here. Now he over here beating up teammates in practice. <laughs> he, he didn't change his whole just perspective. All because of you, man. Huh, why couldn't you throw that energy on Julio? At least Julio, they still doing what they do, choking away games. My man hey. Michael Thomas went from being a, a Twitter a, a Twitter guy to punching teammates. I, I, I was too, to be fair. I was the one who said DeAndre Hopkins might be better than both. And look what we've seen so far this season. What Hop's doing out on the West Coast. Ain't that the truth. But Motsi, I still think the Saints are a playoff team. I think they're going to get moving in the right direction. I think the Carolina Panthers, while they're well coached, are just devoid of talent. I, I believe in Teddy Bridgewater, but they just... Teddy two gloves. They're so young. They don't have a ton of playmakers. Saints favored by six and a half. Give me the Saints to win by a touchdown. They'll cover by the skin of their chinny chin chin. The Chargers are favored a touchdown at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I will take that. Justin Herbert can sling it. He's looking good. 
That Gosh, defense, that good, defense man. is getting a little bit healthier and looking better week by week. It, can you still say as Wally Pip? I mean, technically it was a Wally Pip situation, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, a little bit. It looked a little. Tyrod might have gotten Wally Pip. A little Wallyish. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars heading out to the West Coast. That's not going to go well for West them. Side. Chargers win that game by nine, by ten, by thirteen, something like that. Give me LA minus seven. Tampa Bay feeling themselves. After taking down A.A. Ron and those Packers, they travel to Viva Las Vegas. Is it Viva? To take on his raider. Autumn is a raider. Autumn is a pirate. Yeah, the Bucks, Motsi, much like Stefan Tuitt, they're rounding into form. Oh, they're starting to play their best. And this is happening with a defense in Tampa that's very good, very mean. And the Raiders' offensive line hasn't been able to practice all week. Yeah, that's a recipe for disaster. The Bucks are favored by three. They're going to win by seven, win by ten. Give me Tampa Bay minus a field goal. And then last but not least here, the Seattle Seahawks and the Arizona Cardinals. Sunday night now in prime time. I know. Big flexer. You know that I I, I like Kyler Murray. I like DeAndre Hopkins. You know, we got some guys on that cool. Cardinals diva. We yeah. like we like Pat Pete. We like Buda Baker. We got uh, Faith well, in well, Isaiah I, Simmons. I, I, Even though Chandler Jones is gone yeah, now. I'm sad. My 5'5 five, five guy. I tell you this, Motsi. I say this all the time, right? The Seahawks don't blow anybody out. They don't. But they're three-point favorites, and they'll cover that. The Seahawks will win by four, by five, by six. So give me Seattle minus three against the Cardinals on Sunday night. So, again, Packers minus three, Saints minus six and a half, Chargers minus seven, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus three, and the Seattle Seahawks minus three as well. Arthur Arthur Motes, those are your show-me-the-money selections for week seven here. I'm not going to lie, I'm a little sad. Now to Nashville we go. Nope, nope, nope. I'm a little sad with you. I'm sad. Why? Because I didn't pick the Steelers spread? No. Why are you sad with me? What did I do? I woke up this morning. Feeling dangerous? No. (laughs) I woke up this morning, and I had a little lizzo on my heart. And I was was like, you know what? I could request a lizzo song. But I said, you know what? My brother, my, my, my counterpart on the microphone... Who moonlights as a producer? I said he's gonna drop a Minnesota Vikings score in here at some point. <laughs> and then I realized I said they're on a bye week, so I'm really sad. Yep. I said I just couldn't get any Lizzo. So I'm, I'm asking you before we transition into mm-hmm. our score predictions, can mm-hmm. I get a little Lizzo for the Minnesota? A Vikings? little Minnesota Vikings. All right, I'm good. I see the game one time. I said that's it. Uh, last <laughs> prediction sneaking in here before we get to ours. Keith chimes in on Twitter: 32 to 24 Steelers. Uh, our new rookie punter will lead the way and make the, make the Titans go the length of the field too often. Derrick Henry, our defense holds Henry, pardon me, to 112 yards and a touchdown. That's very specific. And Keith, <laughs> I, don't know if holding, specific. I don't know if holding him to 112 <laughs> yards is holding him, but 112 yards and a touchdown. I like how specific Keith is getting there. I love there. it. I love it. <laughs> and he's he's barking up your tree here, Arthur Motes. He is calling a special teams touchdown for the Steelers as well. Talk nice to me, baby. All right, down to Nissan Stadium we go. Arthur Motes, we heard our buddy Brian Backo yesterday. He is on the board with 33-26. to 26. The Steelers win. And uh, the Titans, we're saying, are favored by a point and a half. So we don't have to worry about the cover when you're picking the Steelers straight up. Arthur Motes, what say you? For me, I shall go. Steelers 24-14, man. I look at this thing, man. I see a three-touchdown offensive outburst by the Steelers. And, of course, Bozzi got to give us a little money field goal just to ice that thing. But ultimately, I think, man, they keep Derrick Henry in check. I think Tannehill has a little bit of success passing, but ultimately not enough to hang with the Steelers, and we get the job done. 
Arthur Mutz goes 21 to 14. No, no, not 21. Or sorry, 24, 24 to 14. Pardon me. Yes, 24 no, no, my pick. to 14. We're going to all pick the Steelers to win this week, baby. I'm going 27-24, black and gold. In a close one, but one where the Steelers were clearly the better team. <sighs> Arthur Motes, here, man. that'll do it for this week. I know, man. So with that being said, man, first off, got to give a big-time shout-out to the Megawatts, the Power Grid. Phenomenal mm -hmm. job, man. Always makes the Friday show so much fun. I do love our Friday shows. Man, Friday shows are great. That, that participation that we get on Friday is amazing. We appreciate you on that. Got to give a big time shout out to the producer as well, man. Wesley Yule on the ones and twos, shout man. Out. Held shout us out. down. Kept my vocals right where I needed it to be. I, I really appreciate that. Also, man, got to give shout out to my co-host, man, Wesley Yule, man. Oh. It was just a blast being on the mic with him, man. Fun time on the show. Wow, that guy does a, wears a lot of hats around He definitely here. does, I man. wonder if he's about to go talk for the next five hours on ESPN Pittsburgh. There's a strong possibility he will, but I I'll tell you what, I ain't gonna be there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so with that being said, man, this is your twenty-four-seven home of the black and gold. Wait, hold on, real quick. Oh man, here you know, we I go. I gotta hit the music first. Get the Party music. People. There we go. Now you do your sign-off, baby. So with that being said, man. Definitely appreciate you getting on this Friday. Hope you enjoyed the Electric Factory, the Steelers Blitz, Smokes, and Eula, whatever else you want to call us. But you always know where to find us here 24-7, home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.